I'm Nicole Spezio. Hi, I'm Jenny Donheiser. And this, and this is How, How Are, Are You Brainwashed? Brainwashed, our podcast that we host. Absolutely. Hey, Nicole, what's going on? Oh, my goodness. I saw a former guest on Broadway this weekend. Oh, I saw Jelani. The, yes, Jelani Remy was in Back to the Future on Broadway and wild. Talk to me. What do you mean? It really felt like an amusement park ride. <laughs> like you really like there were screens and the lighting like came out into the audience. Oh. And there was yeah, the tech was the tech was really good. That's what I had heard. And that's so that's exciting. So do you recommend? I think if you love the movie, you're gonna for sure love the musical. I had a great time and Jelani was awesome and I liked it. He's a star. If you're looking for, you know, like downtown sort of check off, like this is not that. <laughs> and there, that's what I'm always looking for. <laughs> there was a song that was just like future boy, future boy. So like that is absolutely a part of it. Um, but yeah, I, Jelani was so fucking good. Like I, I'll just say here on the pod. Could be a Tony nominee. <gasps> I think the performance was that good. Best supporting or best actor? Support. Now, who does he play? He plays two characters. He doubles as Goldie the Mayor okay. and Marvin Berry, the lead singer of the band at the Enchantment Under the Sea dance. Okay. I Yeah, I know. I've seen the movie a thousand times, but my brain is like, uh, couldn't tell you who the mayor or that person I know. is. But well, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. I think I would be a really good doc. Oh, hey, save it for casting. <laughs> what's, what's, his, what what's his name? Doc? doc Brown. I think I'd make a great Doc Brown. Roger Bart of, you know, <gasps> the producers. Oh, Stepford he Wives. plays Doc Brown? He was Doc Brown. And how was he? He's ha he seems like he's having the time of his goddamn life. And it's a fun part. I mean, absolute. Just a real wackadoo. Just a silly Billy out there. <laughs> Just in a whole... Voice the whole time. Does a little gag where he bends over, rips his pants. Oh, see, that's my part. We all laugh and laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and does a car fly over the audience? I I can't, you know, say. Okay. But maybe. Okay, cool. The car flies. Okay, I'll tell you. The car flies and <laughs> and it does a full rotation. What do you mean? It does a full 360 like that. So the, so it does a barrel roll over the audience? It's like, where it's it like was. pink. Yeah, it's it's silks. <laughs> yeah, now, have you seen the like TikTok of pink like catapulting across an arena? No. <laughs> okay. Well, is it real or fake? No, it's real. It's what she does during the no, no, show. I know she does silks, but I don't know if it was like a uh, you know sort of fake fun. This video. isn't silks. She's like full catapulting her body across the stadium. Okay, maybe I haven't seen this particular <laughs> video. So, I haven't seen like a Broadway musical in so. There's a full number. I think the opening of Act Two, where like the entire chorus is in lab coats and like light up, <laughs> like light up glasses and like doing like a real like kind of dance moves. It was very robotic and fun. Is there any kind of song that was like my mom wants to fuck me kind of song? There, I mean, of course, it's a huge plot point. I don't know if there was a song dedicated to it. Oh, that's a that's a missed opportunity. I think it I'd was say. more just like. My mom wants to fuck me. <laughs> That's my Martin J. Fox. Wait, what's his name? <laughs> wait, wait, Michael J. Fox? Marty <laughs> McFly. Marty McFly and Michael J. Fox. Okay, my husband immediately divorces me for getting that wrong. Martin J. Fox? 
know it was wrong. <sighs> um, now, babe, what's going on with you? Oh, a heavy sigh. <laughs> no, I moved and I'm broken inside. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's fine. <laughs> I, I can't get into it. I can't get into it, but I did move and I will be okay. But I'm also so pregnant. I mean, to move at this pregnant is not great. Not great. I mean, and it had to be done, of course. Your yeah. future son needs a, a bed room, I assume. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, moving is already such hell to do when you're pregnant. I can't imagine. Yeah. So I am, um, you know, I don't do well when there's clutter. Yeah. And right now, uh, it's all clutter it's all the time. All clutter all the time. And that's the worst part. And I want to pull my hair out and eat it and light myself on fire. Yeah. Now, some of that rage might be the hormones. <laughs> some of that might not just be the clutter, but like you're going to, it's going to get uncluttered. It's going to get uncluttered. Yeah. You're just going to have to wait. You're not going to feel full peace for a while, but you're going to feel more and more peace every day that goes. I'm looking forward to decluttering. I'm looking forward to having control of my own body again. Um, you know, it's a long time for that. <laughs> <laughs> right, because they have to breastfeed. I know. There's a fourth trimester secretly. I know. Where they're outside. Where they're outside, but your body is like recovering from a massive trauma. I, beyond, yeah. So that's sort of where I'm at. I've also been sick. So I've just had a lot of whammies. Yeah. But that's yeah. okay. And I am going to be okay. I did listen to Nini and Bethany's interview Same. while I unpacked. And I found that healing. You found it healing? Well, I guess not healing. It was just a nice distraction. The Bethany-Nini interview <laughs> it is two parts. I don't know if I can recommend it to people. But the most shocking part to me was hearing that Bethany was pitching a show with them called Ebony and Ivory. <laughs> Where they would go to stereotypic, I'm doing quotes, but you can't see because it's a podcast, stereotypically white and stereotypically black parts of the country in an RV and sort of learn from each other. And I th and, <laughs> and to, to, to Bethany's surprise, every network passed. <laughs> that was, I, I thought that was a big, big takeaway. Yeah, yeah. Also, then Nini said that she asked her spiritual leader if she should go on the she show. She should go and that the spiritual leader said no. no. But she still went. And I think if your spiritual leader says don't go on Bethany's <laughs> podcast, it's probably a good idea to listen. Yeah. I mean, they really are the goats of the franchise. So it was interesting to yes. see, listen to them really dig into it and to know that they got trauma around their experiences. A hundred percent. And But also I thought was like like not just fully shitting on it also being like yeah this was like it was i thought a very nuanced nini's point of view i thought was very nuanced <laughs> and yeah that was interesting i liked the stuff that they were all talking about about being andy's favorite being daddy's favorite yes. that was like so high school in a scary yeah. way that is like still lasting into adulthood yeah i thought that the interview nini did with carlos king a few weeks ago was better better because it was not with bethany but okay yeah, to hear Bethany actually speak to someone as though she respects them is a thing that I've never heard. So that was nice <laughs> that she can, you know, understand that Nini is just as important to the oeuvre, 
yeah. as herself. I think she did well in the beginning of giving Nini space to tell her story. And that I thought was the best part of the podcast was really hearing Nini's story, which I have not mm-hmm. gotten the full extent of from just the show. Yeah. So. Anyway, our guests are here and they're just kind of looking at us. Okay, and... this is actually, <laughs> this is this is huge for the pod. Um, this is a very special app of the pod where we have done something no one thought would ever happen. <laughs> or maybe some people did think would happen. I don't know. But today our guests are our husbands. <laughs> yeah. Do, do we need to list any other credits? <laughs> I just feel like they are husbands and my husband is named Mike Duquette. And my husband is named Graham Burns. Men that we love, that we cherish, that we picked out of all other men to marry. <laughs> um, we have our husbands today on the podcast. Yes. Graham Burns is my husband. He's here. Hi. Mike Duquette is my husband. He's here. Hi. Please welcome to the pod our, our husbands. husbands. <laughs> wow. Thank you. What an honor to be here. Uh, This has been a dream, and Nicole will be the first to tell you that I am constantly barraging her with the question, would you ever have me on the pod? And not as she likes to say, because I am the Lucy Ricardo of the relationship, (laughs) but because I want to support this endeavor. I think it's, uh, she's an exceptionally creative person, and I listen to every episode. I truly listen to every episode. That's so nice. Frequently text. Well, start to finish? Oh, every one of them. More than Graham could say. No skips? No, not a a one. Not a one. You don't skip the ad reads? No. In (laughs) fact, that was a test. There are no ad (laughs) reads. There are no ad reads. And one day we will have ad reads, so that's a test for you. And I'll skip them when you have them. I'll skip them. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, No, in fact, I mean, we even attended a a live taping, and I, I listened to that. Oh, you yeah. listened to, to the you live taping. Because it was so funny. I wanted to, to relive taping. it. That's so nice. I did not listen to the live taping that <gasps> I witnessed in person. And I would say, this isn't a contest. I, I listen. I listen. <laughs> I listen to a lot of episodes. So basically How, what we're saying is I'm winning. Yeah. What's the percentage, Graham, of um, episodes you've listened to? Oh, God. <laughs> You're going to make me put a number on it. Mm-hmm. I'd say upwards of 50%. I would say at least 70%. I think that's a lie. <laughs> quiz me. Give me a quiz. Quiz me? Do you go out of order? Yes. He listens to guests that he knows. I listen to well, guests that a, I that's know. That's a classic move that people do. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that sometimes I listen to guests that I don't know. I listen to Chrissy Judy. Yeah, you listen. he listens to Todd Flaherty. I okay. listen to Todd Flaherty. Never okay. met. Did you see that movie? I did. It was really good, right? Very great. good. Very impressive. Yeah. Very black and white. I loved it. <laughs> okay, great. Off to an amazing start. <laughs> if Graham had a podcast, would, would you I, listen? Right. Would I listen to every episode? I don't know if I would, so I'm not offended. No, you wouldn't. What would your podcast be about, Graham? Yeah. Huh. I mean, for the record, you can cut this, but I did have a podcast. Yeah, Graham had I a podcast. I recorded 60 plus episodes. I'm tracking podcast. this down. 60 plus? Yeah. Immediately. Of what? What's the what's the It was conceit? called Three Buoys, One Brunch, and it was a brunch review podcast where we went to brunch. It was with my three coworkers. Long story short, we all figured out that we had the same day off work, and we said, let's go to brunch. And then it was like, oh, let's review the places, let's start a podcast, et cetera, et cetera. And so we used to review the brunch. So we did a weekly podcast. Mm-hmm. And every other week it would change. So one, the first week it would be the place. 
second week it would be like sort of like current events just like pop culture what's going on in the world oh wasn't Recap. a brunch everywhere. what's going on it's it's the babe what's going on part of, of the podcast of your podcast. okay yeah 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 so you like Pretty a cool. sweet Pretty or cool. a savory at brunch you like a little I, bit of both oh yeah i like a little bit of both i like to order the savory and share a sweet sweet for the table yeah that's the i mom. love a sweet treat I've never had a podcast. Unlike most media-loving men in the New York metro area, I've never had a podcast. That you is shocking to me. I have guessed on many podcasts. And I've listened to those, even oh, those know, against nice. my will. I've listened. <laughs> I feel like you, sh- you could. You should. I've had ideas, but they required a lot of production, mm-hmm. and that's just something I don't have the aptitude for. Yeah. Well, when we make How Are You Brainwash Studios, I would love to hear your pitch and see if we can get you on the roster. I'll let you know. Okay, great. (laughs) Well, um, guys, how are you? How are you doing? What's it like being married to us? Great question. That is the question. Yeah. It's the first one. Yeah. (laughs) Is it good or bad? Do you want to go first or second? I'll go first. I mean, you know this, Jen, because you've known Nicole for... 15 years yeah at least. But, but it's a constant life of laughter Aww. too many l words oh, there know. but i just i, I find uh, you say this about me nicole mm-hmm. but i think i'm gonna say it about you is that i find everything you do so fascinating and so funny so i'm never never having a bad time oh you know, I say all the time to Mike, I said, you could have had a normal life. Like, she does say this. But, you know, you chose fun. And thank God. But given, I mean, given my general countenance, that that doesn't seem surprising. Yeah, you could have had some boring life. But no, you said, let's have a little bit of a fun life. Yeah. Sure. And we do, baby. I love that you chose fun. That's a great line. I also love what you said, choosing, just being filled with laughter. I feel like... We were, you know, as Jenny said in the intro, we were having a rough move situation and not to bring that up again, but we like looked at each other and I was just like, you know, at least we're doing this, not to sound corny, but at least we're doing this together. Like whatever we're doing, we're like having fun, we're cracking jokes, we're... Jenny even said at one point, like, if we got kidnapped, at least we'd be like making each other laugh. We'd have fun. (laughs) We'd have fun, I think. I think we'd have fun getting kidnapped. Yeah, I mean, we'd be like... Look at this, like, yo yo trying to kidnap us. This is crazy. Yeah, he really barked up the wrong tree or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think you would kill each other if you were partners on the Amazing Race? Mm. <laughs> or do you think we would fare well? I don't think we would. I don't think we would fare well, but I don't think we would kill each <laughs> yeah. other. I think we'd have fun, but yeah, I think we'd get beaten. Some yeah. maybe big fights of like you're supposed to break these plates in Greece. Yeah. Sure, and- sure, sure. I've never really watched it. I'm sorry no, nor to say. I. Nor do I think we've... Nicole, I don't think you and I have ever been in a competitive game... A cooperative but competitive mm. game situation. Have we? I don't know. How do you think you would do on The Amazing Race? Well, I mean, I can't run for shit. Yeah, I, nor, like, nor I. I think there's a whole other reason why it wouldn't be fun for me. Yeah. I am much more of a big brother, like, sit in a house, manipulate yeah. kind of person. Do you think we'd be a good final two, like a final two on Big Brother? A show that you have introduced into my life and that I watch with the same enthusiasm that you do. Well, I think that you are not a great liar, which is a great That's quality sure. in a partner, but yeah. not amazing if you're playing big brother so i think people might know yeah when you're lying to them very bad with lying which is great right for me 
Granny, a good liar? Or... <laughs> um, no, remember when he lied liar. to me about the song he was singing at our wedding? And yeah. He oh, to... yeah. I thought he was having sex with his male friend because he <laughs> was being so weird about Shout it. Shout out Adam Day, the, the yeah. an influential person in this podcast. Yes, Absolutely. Helped us figure out tech. Yeah, Graham was planning to sing a song at their wedding yeah. in secret, but didn't want it to be a surprise. So I was sneaking around on her, planning this with Adam. And she kept being like, why is he always hanging out with Adam? It's going on. He was like, I have to go over to Adam's house today. And I was like, why? It's Sunday afternoon and it's like raining. And it's like, he was like, I'm just going to be there for a couple hours. And I was like, once again, why are you going <laughs> all the way to... I just need to go. Don't ask me any South questions. Slope from Greenpoint for a couple hours in the middle of the day because you have to see your friend. But, you're, but like... your brain immediately went to that he was having homosexual relations <laughs> <laughs> i like how you enunciated that homosexual relations because i remember yeah. i remember when you said that and i was like jenny no i <laughs> said jenny no, jenny, no. <laughs> yeah um hmm, yeah i guess i was like i wonder what's going on you knew something was up but you didn't know what category yeah it was yeah in. either he wasn't going thing. to adam's house at all or he was going to Adam's house to bone Adam. <laughs> I, we all know that I am famously not great with surprises, and I believe Nicole has alluded that this past Christmas, my gift was a year of oh, yeah. spontaneous surprise dates that I devised. I gave her this present on a little note inside a canister of actual dates, and I gave it to her. Like the fruit like a food or something? Like yeah. Food. Okay. I gave it to her on, I think it was Christmas Eve, in front of my family, and huh. she looks at it, and she goes, you got me a thing of dates. And I said, I was like, perhaps you might like to look inside. She really... I was trying to seem not disappointed. I guess it wasn't working. But I just, you know, I like a bacon wrap dates. That's important to me. And so I thought you were just sort but of earnestly giving me in that. The, in the, what was it, eight years at that point? So you can make point? yourself right. bacon wrap dates. Yeah, that's sort of but what I thought the, with the gift. But in the eight years that we'd been together, do you think I would have confidently given you mere fruit in front of my family? Dried fruit, to be clear. Right. No, I, I didn't think it was my whole present. I thought it was one well, of you several. You were going to open you know, a bacon. Like how sometimes, you know, my, my mom will give me the chocolate orange on Christmas, you know, the famous. Right. I thought, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. This was my version of a chocolate. This is my stocking stuffer was a, was a can of dates, I thought. No. Yeah. No, it wasn't. And wow. I think, you know, you've talked about some of the dates on the podcast. I think they've all so far worked out pretty well. Yeah. Can't wait to see the back half of the year. Wow. One of the dates I took you to a restaurant that was near a Longhorn Steakhouse in Queens. Whoa. <laughs> and she, for about two seconds, thought I was taking her to the Longhorn Steakhouse, knowing that it is a favorite of my parents, and further thinking <laughs> that my parents had driven into oh, Queens no. from New Jersey to somehow have a double date with us. You know, again, I was I trying mean, to not scenario. appear disappointed, you know. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> just being <laughs> like, oh, that sort of thing is an idea. Oh, my God. Well, it just fascinates me that you go to places, the bottom of the barrel for you, I would not even consider. Well, you know, life is long. Sometimes I've, yeah, I've broken say, the, not, the below know. the barrel, perhaps, but, you know, it's fine. 
One time Graham got me chips and salsa and I cried. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> you Harsh. hated the chips and salsa that I got you as a sweet joke. I know. Yeah. It's not like it was the only present that I got you. Yeah. You won't, you won't let her die, Jen. You're always bringing up the chips and salsa. Oh, she, she brings like... up stuff like that, too. The There was a, a He got me a blender, a blender and I cried. Yeah. But I remember Jenny specifically. Yeah, I cried. I cried because he said, what should my parents get you? And I said, a food processor would be great. Uh-huh. And then he got me a blender, which is not <laughs> what the assignment was. But yes, I remember the chips and salsa gate and uh, Jenny was just like, you shouldn't buy my present at a grocery store. It's not a place where you're supposed to buy That's my present. such a good impression of my wife. Thank you. Yeah, Gifts <laughs> is Jenny's love language. I mean, like, is it's it? definitely one of them. Yeah, I guess so. Gifts I guess are important secretly. to you. You've, yeah. you've, you know, cried many a gift. I feel like your <laughs> grandma's <Graham's laughs> given you a lot like, of years. Good? No, cry. No. Good cry. No. <laughs> certainly not. Certainly. Wait, no. Uh, certainly you must have good cried over a gift. Yes, 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 yes. I like to think of this as a pre-Lexapro Jenny and also a pre-engaged married Jenny who was a little more anxious and was putting a little bit more stock in the gifts mm. as a sign of my level Your of commitment. Level of commitment, but like you are That's not fair. gifts. I am not good at and gifts. You <laughs> have worked I'll hard admit. to be good at gifts because of my harsh critique. Yes, but I you have sort of brutally forced <laughs> me to be Nicole good at just gifts. Shot me. I now know yeah. not that. I mean, I knew it probably somewhere in my sort of anxiety-driven brain mm-hmm. that this was not a signal of your actual feelings for me when chips and salsa was a part of a gift. <laughs> but, but sometimes, you know, things, you're, it's not rational up there. Yeah. Yeah, that it's makes sense. It's not rational up there. I Remember think... that the next time you get a poorly wrapped gift from me that comes from the heart. Because it's always poorly wrapped. That's one thing you can bang on. I don't care about. I just care that it's thoughtful. It's clear that you thought about it. Not like, I'm on the checkout line, better get some chips and salsa for my gal. (laughs) Never have I done that. Well, I don't like chips and salsa, but... Well, no, I mean the checkout line part. I think the last minute-ness of it also bothers you. Yes, that I think is where it feels like I got it. Like, if I had gotten it, like, a month ahead of time... Maybe you would have if felt differently. If you had gotten an artisanal chips and salsa from like a little small business and it had been sitting there yeah. and it was like, I think But she I think even it. if I had gotten that day of, she would have been upset because mm. it would have felt known, last minute. It had been day up. But I'm a last minute kind of guy. That's just my. I know. And I have to also my accept. My modus that. operandi. What? 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 Modus operandi. <laughs> it's Latin, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> should we ask them how they're brainwashed yeah we got two people let's get into it okay all right to our husbands we're now gonna get into the meat and potatoes of this podcast which is called how we were brainwashed where we're gonna ask you what did you think growing up was true real either because of society your upbringing the media the media that you now know as an adult person was full brainwashing. I would like to go first. Okay, I'll go. Oh, okay. This is Graham Burns speaking. 
It's the growing up with ADD, neurodiversity, learning disability, brainwashing that happens in school as a young person. I was diagnosed with ADD and dyslexia when I was, I don't know, 10 or maybe younger, like very early on in school. And so I think that just being put in a separate class for mm, certain, th- mm-hmm. you know, being having a special like, you know, resource period where you had to do whatever, just being different. Mm-hmm. And like the judgment around that is brainwashing that I've had to like unlearn. And also like even the whole October, by the way, is ADD Awareness Month. By oh. the way. So it's topical. The whole even just like the now like ADD, ADHD medication and all this like shit on TikTok. It's all mm-hmm. fucking bullshit. It's like, you know, people just have different brains. Right. And everybody's brain is different. There's not a right or a wrong like you have a neurotypical brain whatever mm-hmm. the fuck that means and then you have like what like everybody it's a spectrum and everybody has different strengths and weaknesses and i've gone on quite a journey of being very ashamed of it having treatment for it not doing treatment for it and feeling like i needed medication feeling like i didn't need medication there's just like a lot there that is mm-hmm. i think very interesting and it's interesting to learn about and interesting to know about yourself but it's also like at some point it's just like who you are and you have ways of coping. You have ways of go- getting about the world and doing what you need to do. And it doesn't mean that you're dysfunctional or not smart <laughs> or whatever, you know? Yeah. That's my rant rap. I have a very similar thought as to how I was brainwashed. This is the first time I'm kind of saying this beyond the circle. Mm-hmm. Earlier this year, I was diagnosed by a professional as being on the autism spectrum. Which probably doesn't come as a surprise for anyone who has spoken to me for more than 15 seconds. You know, the fascination with Billboard Hot 100 data, the <laughs> love of movie novelizations, the hyper-specificity uh, of it all. This was something that Nicole, for a not insignificant period of time, had gently, not, you know, not insistently, but gently had suggested was a possibility. And I, I realized probably shortly before I actually made the jump and the fine people at Columbia University helped me figure it out, that I was very, for all the tolerance I think I have, my mother was a special education teacher, so I think I have a lot of tolerance and, and understanding and empathy for people, for other people experiencing it. I did not have it for myself, and I think it was sort of a media thing. You know, because we have, oh, you're you're on the spectrum and immediately, you, you know, it's Dustin Hoffman shirt buttoned all the way up to the top mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. counting toothpicks. And and the idea that, you know, I mean, as you said, it is a spectrum. The idea that you might be locked away or cut off from your emotions, obviously not the case for me. You've all seen me cry. <laughs> and even in the diagnosis, the one thing that they noticed, which made me feel great, was uh, that I was capable of using humor. Mm. Which apparently is uh, to, you know, to sort of navigate situations, which apparently is not always the case for people with, I guess, more severely on the spectrum. But I was really nervous. I was really nervous. And the fact is, like, I wasn't, you know, obviously haven't really gone super public with it, even among not close friends who might be listening to this podcast or hearing this for the first time. But I, yeah, I think I I learned to let go of that perception, specifically because I just want to get a clear understanding of why you know when we try to 
collaborate on a task, like why is my brain like, well, we have to do this first and then this first and then this thing after mm. that and doesn't always help, you know? Or why is it that if I get caught in the rain, I feel like I'm, my skin's on fire until I'm able to mm. change into drier clothes. All those sorts of weird little tactile things that come with, with such a diagnosis. So yeah, as someone who remains resolute, as a essentially straight white guy to deprogram and deplatform and and do all that work, I'm glad that I was able to overcome that hurdle a little bit about the role that autism plays in my life. Mm-hmm. I hope I didn't like lead you to. <laughs> no, you were planning on. <laughs> no, already, okay, okay, already, good, already. Good, good. Yeah, so this is the neurodivergence app. This is the neurodivergence app. I didn't. Actually, think about it being that until I didn't really either. Now, yeah, you know, there's a lot of catch up happening, I think, in culture, society around all that, yeah, stuff. <laughs> I'm that's uh, that's my really um, <laughs> incisive take. <laughs> it's, a real, it's a real blind spot, I'm right? No, absolutely. I feel yeah. like I've talked on the pod about how your ADD and how we've had to really come together and figure out ways for me to not necessarily look at it as something that is I don't know I I don't know exactly what I want to say but well, it's not, I'm not an asshole I'm not doing exactly. it because I'm, I'm not like intentionally uh-huh. doing this thing because I'm not doing it to manipulate you or to mm-hmm. like hurt you or to get something out of it it's just like my brain doesn't work like that and I need to do things last minute that's just how I get stuff done or I need to whatever just work in this way yeah and like for a lot of people, they don't get to a point where they say, this is just how I work best. They try to fit into, they try to fit a square peg into a round hole where mm-hmm. they're like, society operates from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. and I need to go to a job and do work at my desk, sitting at my little keyboard, mm-hmm. typing it, right? Like, And I have to take medication to force my brain to operate in this way, mm-hmm. whereas... Okay, a creative freelancer doesn't need to operate like that. Right. They can work, aside from maybe meeting with a client, right? They can do their best work from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Right? So that is an example of taking care of yourself in that way and understanding how your brain works and accepting it and just like going with it as opposed to trying to fight it and fit totally. it into this other structure. Yeah. In school, I feel like starting that oh young. God, school is just the worst. <laughs> the way at least our school I don't know how schools are working these days, but back in the day, it felt like, yeah, another group. Like, these are the kids who have to stay late after to take their tests. These are the kids who have study hall because blah, blah, blah. Like, Mm -hmm. my brother also has ADD and just feeling othered so young because of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also, and this is something we talked about early in my diagnosis, was that the signs were probably always there, but I think that at least in my public school experience, they really tried to index on the kids who were struggling. And I did not have a problem with... Like academics. Acad- right. I didn't have a problem getting my homework done on time. I didn't have a problem, you know, taking tests and being quiet and stuff. But I also, the teacher would yell at everybody and I would immediately go into a spiral of how did I cause this? Mm-hmm. you know or things things like that or just you know the there's other bits of the diagnosis the one thing that came up on the diagnosis is w- what they call and i was born with a cleft palate and my l's are very much a challenge but it's called emotional lobility which basically just means that you're prone to sudden changes in mood you know and 
you've all known me for long enough. <laughs> you know that's the case sometimes. That sometimes somebody doesn't do so well in mini golf and is a little <laughs> is a pain in the ass for the rest of the night. We can laugh about it now <laughs> that's and that's what matters. Wow, yeah. That's yes. And look, I can la- I can laugh yeah. about it now. So, you know, I'm cured. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you know, and that's something that, that comes up a lot of like, yeah, that doesn't affect how you did on the science test or the spelling bee or whatever, but like, your interpersonal would have been, skills would have been, yeah. been cool to help. <laughs> yeah, because, mm-hmm. you know, there's nothing worse than having a very chill moment with people that you love and that love you back and thinking they must hate me, right? Aww. And no, of course nobody does, but if you miss a bus or trying to get somewhere, and your shirt sticks to your back trying to get there because it's 90 degrees in August in Manhattan or whatever. Your brain just goes, well, my brain at least goes all these just ridiculous places. And it's a bummer. You know, I'm aware of it, trying to work on it. Getting slowly better at tamping it down where... Well, I think, you know, the Necessary. like interesting thing is, Graham, obviously you like got your diagnosis as a child and like, but obviously we're talking about different things, ADD mm-hmm. and dyslexia and the autism spectrum right. but you got yours like this year yeah so like i think that also has something to do with it it's a double-edged sword in both ways i think of like getting put in a box so early totally. as a child and like the label of it all instead of figuring out who you are and how your brain works and how some things might fall into this category and some things actually might not fall into that category and so yeah i think for you, Mike, it's... Yeah, I think of it as, you know, kind of a quiet advocacy. Like, I'm not going to suddenly, you know, try to get booked at lecture halls talking about getting diagnosed with autism at okay. age 36. Talk. No, but at the same time, but like at the same time, I, I feel very sensitive when people try to diagnose celebrities. And and it's just, and you talked about sort of the TikTok of it all. Like, that's a thing. I don't know why it's a thing, but like, I think maybe it's just a sign of like how badly we need to come to terms with these, I want to say aberrations, but these differences and these conditions that people deal with on the regular that we are so ill-equipped to deal with them that we are trying to assign them to our celebs. Well, there, there's the side of it of just, like, everybody has a microphone, but then there's also mm-hmm. the side of, oh, we can make money off of this now well, and, sure. like, sell all these freaking drugs to anybody that we can convince has these symptoms. And it's like, okay, who doesn't watch a TikTok and be like, yeah, maybe I do have ADD. I'm going to try, you know, it's like. Right. Happens to me on the reg. <laughs> and I think um, the emotional ability thing that you were talking about, like, how Graham, <laughs> you were saying earlier, I'm not doing this because I'm being an asshole. I'm trying to be difficult or like, it just is how my brain is working. And like, that's the truth. And, you know, I think that that has saved us from, from me trying to be like, well, it's it working this way it's like no actually yeah. like it just is working that way so we have no, to just yeah. figure it out from and it's there. not an excuse it doesn't like excuse no it, right I, like, and i we never can still want take it responsibility. to be that totally. we can still say yeah like i fucked up i lit i was late i missed this blah 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 right. you know but it is also part of my functioning and mm-hmm. you know maybe we can work together to figure out a better way to set things up so right. that doesn't happen again. Right, because the be. other the the other direction would just be never changing and being like, well, it's on the report, you know? Right, mm-hmm. right. Like, right. Which, you know, nobody wants that either. No, right? Well, no, and I think I'm glad that, I think that's why I got the, I sought out the diagnosis so I could like actually have it as almost a totem of like, 
all right, this is true. Like what you're reporting here is accurate and it's codified to the point where like I can refer back to it and then I can sort of think about, okay, how might you like to do this differently? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's been the most helpful thing. During the pandemic, I got really into, I guess we all did for a minute, Clubhouse. Remember that app where it was like live talking and stuff, yeah. yeah. Rooms, chat rooms live podcast whatever right anyway i got really into this like adhd room that was Mm -hmm. on there and i just thought it was so cool to hear people's experiences on there and they would have legitimate psychologists and psychiatrists on there talking about different things and i just think the most useful stuff from that world that i could take away was like oh your brain also works like that and this is a tool that you use or this is a process that you've put in place for yourself that helps you maybe that will help me you know i think that sort of thing is how i try to approach it Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and once again that's where the system in the past has failed is like what you were saying with the creatives it's like okay you have this condition here's your medication Right. And do your one special class. And that's the only that this is the solution to get you to conform into the box of how we've well, set yeah, up the education. only solution is to conform. Here are all the ways yeah. that you can conform to the way that we operate. Right. 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 And especially, I mean, I can speak to this like, again, my mom, her last years as a teacher, I think were really, I mean, many, m- many of the years, but particularly the last ones, because they coincided with the pandemic, w- were really a sense of why are you so dead set on teaching these kids to standardize tests when there are so many basics that they're struggling with that like you you cannot drag these kids into the PSAT or whatever it is they're not there and you have to and I, I wish that there was a way around that in the education system i don't know, i don't know what that would look like but i really do wish that there was kind of a workaround for that because it's just not how even people who are good at the school system, you know, it's not like. Well, what is the testing? What are we? What are we doing here? What is it for? <laughs> right. What is the point of memorizing? I couldn't, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't even tell you what my SAT scores were. I couldn't. I don't remember that shit. Yeah, it, uh, the whole thing. At one so point, it was fucked. like the world. Like I took summer classes, you know, mm-hmm. for that, you know, to to like get those grades to a certain particular standard. You know? Yeah, why do they want to categorize us? <laughs> it's why do they like, want to do that? It's well, because we were we were supposed to be working in a factory. They were training us <laughs> from children <laughs> to work in a factory. They were like, "Oh, okay, we need all these kids to learn how to show up at this time, do what they're told, check in, clock out, do exactly what you're told, remember this, be able to like accomplish a little task." <laughs> And then, like, clock out and go home. Mm-hmm. That was what education was for, like, a hundred years. But then why are we learning social studies? Well, it's not about the social studies. It's about sit at a desk it's and do what you're routine. told. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I don't know. School is factory training? School is fucking factory <laughs> training. Is that a known thing? Yes. Oh, my God. School is training children to be little good factory workers. You've never know. heard this, Nicole? You've never seen The Wall by Pink Floyd? <laughs> yeah, maybe our parents' generation, like all the like nuns and... What do you mean? They're still doing this. They're still... I don't know. There's like Montessori schools. Montessori is not what I'm talking about. Yeah. Charter schools. I'm talking about the majority of public education Is to in train America. us for factories. It's based, it's based on that. Yeah, maybe it's evolved a little bit, but not much, I no. don't think. Fuck. 
<laughs> it's so <laughs> fucked. It's bad. I yeah. Mean, what, yeah. What is the point of a standardized test? You got to weed people out. You got to hold people yeah. back if they're not meeting the thing, if they're not meeting their quota. Well, I feel like we're. This is like I, conspiracy I bombed, corner. <laughs> I bombed my. I was in AP history. I I did well on the on the test, but like the final for the year, I bombed because I just I like misread a scantron and like oh you know like oh my god you what know skip one answer by mistake and oh. so and and they real and the teacher realized and she was like do you want to do it again I'm like look I'm done this is like like I'm. Graduating. Okay, like, conspiracy yeah. scantron looks like time card. Yeah, yeah. Punch card. Uh-huh. Open okay. your third eye. Right. <laughs> Open your third eye. Okay, okay. Scantron is punch Stay card. Woke, y'all. Stay woke. Get your kids out of school. <laughs> Graham has pitched homeschooling. I have pitched homeschooling. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm. I don't think it's realistic. I don't want to do it. <laughs> I just hate because you know education system. Inevitable. I keep getting TikTok videos about Montessori beds for kids. (laughs) (laughs) What? Essentially, what that is is a bed, a mattress on the ground, and that's it. And people are putting their like straight up infants, not infants, but like one year olds. And what does that do good for kids? It just like there's no barriers. They're already on the ground, so they just like can wake up and be like. And like go like play with their like turn on the stove and get out the knives. They're in their bedroom. They're in their bedroom, but their bed is a mattress on the ground that allows them like free motion. And I don't know if I'm trying to have a one year old just fucking roaming around. For me, I don't know. It seems kind of dangerous. But are you gonna do it? But I don't know you. But you can like you let toddlers. Toddlers are free roam beds, right? Toddlers are free roam beds. When do they get out of the cage? (laughs) <laughs> the crib the crib the crib cage um by like three i think okay yeah, we no have no idea. idea i got no idea well i feel like i was i feel like my, like my brother and i, I think we're both around three you remember going out of well, when, we, well like, when it was like when it was like we got like little little beds you got little beds. Which... You remember getting little beds. Well, I mean, <laughs> you remember getting your own bunk. You got a bunk bed. We didn't get bunk beds, but I- I'm saying little beds because those are the beds that still exist, the- including the bed that you, Nicole, sleep in uh, every I'm time. Sleeping in Mike's uh, twin bed from we, high school. A twin we, bed guess, is not a little bed. Well, I mean, uh, I'm for a 35 year old. Oh, well, yeah, but not for a three year old child. That's a, it's a kitchen sure, bed. Yeah, it's not even when it felt like the height of luxury, <laughs> but you know, now in your 30s, it's a little different. <laughs> so you don't think I should do Montessori bed, which is just a. Sh- mattress on the ground for I would need a little bit more information yeah. I think I think but... we all need more info you gotta do a okay. Murphy bed we're not ready for it at this stage yeah the child has yet to be born I think your baby needs needs a, a, a bed that can just come up from the wall oh a Murphy bed yeah oh I love a Murphy like bed like Eddie Valley and Who Framed Roger Rabbit uh, I would love that well I thought these were two excellent brainwashes they complemented each other so well complemented each other so well just nice. like we compliment the two of you so well uh, just like the two yeah. of you compliment each other so well well oh, nice. we're all complimenting we're, we're all meant to be we're all going to simultaneously kiss after this oh my Ooh. god be the first time. have you talked about how you and i are both aquarius and yes yes say you have say the, the, uh, say the line no i know it oh we're cold, cold visionaries, visionaries. 
Yeah, we have two cold visionaries married to two, you know, sensitive Sallies, and that's sensitive yeah. Sallies. That's the yeah. Aquarius Cancer dynamic. Up, up. Oh, right. There's a lot of high fiving happening. Yeah, in, and the people in the pot are the loving pod. it. They can all see and tell that we're high fiving. They should be able to hear that we're high fiving, but they were sort of that quiet high fives. We're, we're going to foley it they in were later. Ge- they were gentle. Yeah, I can add in sound effects. I should be no, adding. Wow. You should add in more sound effects. They should be adding in. More sound effects. Well, okay, definitely something to bring up at the next meeting. <laughs> Little transitional. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> you know who's really good at making sound effect noises is Graham. Yeah. Okay, give us some. Uh. It's a regular Michael Winslow over here. <laughs> that wasn't my uh, best material. Those were nice. I liked them all. You know, I might describe a shape and I might say it's like a. <laughs> You know, yeah. something like that. Like uh, the Kiki and, and Booba shape thing. You ever, you guys know That's about like that? Kiki and Booba. Oh boy, I don't know. They they show, <laughs> they show two shapes to audiences and they say, one of these shapes is Kiki. One of these shapes is Booba. You tell us which. And everybody always says the same one is Kiki and the same one is Booba. Get I keep out, getting really? a promoted what? New York Times article about that. <laughs> yeah, we'll, hey, put it in the, we'll put it in the episode notes, Kiki and Booba. This is like a live studio audience thing. I don't know, like a TED Talk thing, like a like oh, a. Oh, I see a you TED know, Talk. There's, uh, there's always people trying to get people to guess what the kiki and what the booba is. I never heard this before. And the never thing is heard that about the kiki it. shape looks sharp. It's got uh, points, and, and the, the booba, booba shape's got oh. leaves. So well, that's easy. Uh, well, okay. Well, I I know, but we all just agree. We all agree that we booba all agree that this shape round. is yeah. And Kiki is sharp. <laughs> Should we do some casting? I'm ready. Okay. Casting. Okay. Let's do casting and I will explain it. So casting is a game that we play on this podcast where we take a category like famous vampires and then we all sort of say who we think we are and who each other is. Who's Spike and who's Brad Pitt in that one movie and <laughs> who's um, Nicholas Cage in that other movie. Yeah. And so that would be one example. So um, we say, like, who are our essences? Who are our vibes? Okay, great. So do you guys have any casting ideas that you'd like to bring to the table? I do. Love it. Okay, great. (laughs) What is it? All right. This is going to be slow pitch over the plate. Four words. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes, I love this. We just watched the new movie. We did just watch the new movie. I'm so happy. We are. It was so great. I was such a huge fan as a child, and it did everything I needed it to do. It was great. Loved it. I don't know their personality. I'm just going to need a refresher. Just give me two words about each color. Blue, Leonardo. Uh He is the leader type. Type A, hero, by the book. Okay. He wants to like tell the truth and always do what's right. Okay. Michelangelo, goofy, orange. fun, pizza, orange, clown. Yeah. yeah. He's the knucklehead. Okay. Uh, Donatello, brainy. Okay. Brainy gremlin. Red. Red. Oh, Raphael. Raphael. He's, the, he's the bad boy. Tough guy. He's Impe- the tough impulsive. guy, bad, bad boy. Hmm. Okay. Can someone be the rat? <laughs> yeah, sure. A splinter, splinter is their spiritual and literal leader mm. and father figure. Okay. And... April is girl. April is girl. She is reporter. Sultry and is girl. the sort of like their connection true. to the human world. Okay. And so do you speak. want us, Michael, to stick to the four turtles? 
I mean, there's four of us here. Okay, so okay, so so the rat's not so, in that. Unfortunately, the rat at this Alas. time <laughs> this is not going to be included. <laughs> next, uh, the next time we're on, we'll do Mitchell's expanded universe. All the mutants, okay, okay. the shredder. I we're did enjoy the movie. We had a fine time. Okay, so let's go in our little minds and think about what turtles we are. So, this is pretty easy. Oh wow! Okay, okay. you're Raphael. Bad boy or leader? The bad, bad boy. boy. Okay. Agreed. You know what color? Impa- red. Thank you. Uh, tough, hothead. <laughs> yeah, she's a hothead. You were just gonna say hot, didn't? Sad. <laughs> I don't judge the sexual prowess or of turtles. And that's why I married you. That's why I married you. Leave sexuality out of right. turtles. If you want to, if you want to use the the lyrics. Uh, Nicole as Raphael is cool, but crude, and that means that Jenny <laughs> as Michelangelo is oh, a party yeah. dude. That's orange. Orange. Orange yeah. pizza. Uh, yeah. Orange pizza Absolutely. is one hundred percent Jenny. Yeah. Um. Yeah. P- oh, pizza pie. That's all that. <laughs> Whoa. Sure. <laughs> the impressions on this app. <laughs> sure. Obviously, that would leave. This is a tricky one, but I, I, I am gonna. I think kind of head fake here i do think graham that you would be donatello wow okay and that would if if we were playing a turtles video game that would be the character i'd want to go with um because i think he's cool because he's just cool he's got a stick he's definitely got a stick but i think the the tech of it all the gearhead of it all the intellectualism of it all apple store is Mm. is graham and then that would somewhat jam me in the the my square peg into the round hole of Leonardo. Yeah. So, so you gave yourself you the gave leader. Yourself, you gave yourself you the leader. leader. No, I don't. I you no. That's the part I don't agree with. But I but I think the but I think the sort of beleaguered holding it together of it all is what I'd go with. And Leo can hang just like all the others. He loves pizza just like all the others. He was the protagonist of the film. They're, they all are. Not in the he's film the one I that saw. gets the girl. Oh, he's out. the one in... who has the crush on April. Sure, and who's like sure. He is the tur- he is the straight male turtle that gets with the Whereas girl. Whereas I think in other movies <laughs> it's like Raphael that gets more of a arc. Mm. In fact, in the that's true 1990 movie, the silly end credits song where they rehash the plot, they wrongly say that Raphael is the leader, which is not true. He's not the leader. Okay, sorry. That was amazing. And can you just give me, the, what are the two words about Donatello one more time? Tech nerd. No, but you no. said what something gremlin. Brain gremlin. Oh, brain, brain gremlin. 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 Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, great. Um, Graham, as turtle lover, would you like I to go, go next? I go next? Yeah. Unless yeah, you don't want to. Sure, I can go. Yeah. I agree with Nicole. I love as Raphael. Very spot on. I think you are rebel without a cause you are just like doing your own thing christian heads and taking names or whatever or something like that michelangelo for you makes so much sense i mean i could He's also be sorry for jeanette my wife i could also i feel like in a different group easily be michelangelo mm-hmm. but in this group i feel that jeanette my wife is the Michelangelo. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. I think we both in our groups of friends get cast as a Michelangelo. Yeah, mm. right. I and think, that's, and that's interesting. Yeah. Well, two, Michelangelo's two Michelangelo's can be together. found each other. <laughs> can you believe it? 
Yeah, well, there's something... We're uh, like, pizza pie! Pizza pie! (laughs) Okay. Now, I would cast myself as leader. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're the carry. I would be the carry. I would be the Leo. Do you understand what that means? Yeah, Sex in the City. Amazing. Okay, great. He gets the voiceover. And I would cast... I would would give you the the staff. I don't hate it. I would give you the Donatello. Also, in the new movie, Donnie has, like, cool glasses, which is a, a neat little touch. He's very cool. He's way cooler than they made him in when, the older movies. When Corey Feldman voiced him? Yeah. He was a he was, he was, I always felt guy. he was cooler than they made him out to be in those movies, in the original movies. And I think they did him They did him right in the new one. New movie's so good. I don't want to... I could go on, but... Ugh, this episode's so straight. Ugh. Okay, Nicole. We love the turtles, okay? Who are I, turtles? Okay. okay. Jenny, Michelangelo, pizza, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Now here's where I, I think Mike, you're a brain gremlin to me. I mean, that's you know, a little smart guy. That's yeah. you. Okay. I gave now I gave Graham bad boy. Oh, Raphael. Yeah. Hey, Raphael. I think you know you got a little edge. Well, younger me would have loved that. Okay. Although I, I was always more partial to Michelangelo, but both okay. are, were very popular in my eyes. Those were the two best. I mean, Michelangelo is the best. That's who, as kid, I liked. That's me, pizza? Empty. Yeah, pizza. Oh, nice. Everyone likes pizza best. And then nice. I gave me, <laughs> the third person in a row to see themselves as the carry, I gave me Leonardo. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Wow, we all see ourselves in as the real life. I know Jenny's going to see herself as pizza. In, 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 on, in, on no schoolyard in America would kids be fighting for leonardo this vociferously That's i don't true. think <laughs> no <laughs> this is despite being the hero and leader jenny you want to take us home <laughs> where'd you land girl i have the same casting as nicole thank you yeah i'm pizza grandma's kind of like cool you know brunch podcast <laughs> mike is over Rude. here knowing all the facts and Nicole's a leader. And Nicole's yeah. telling us all what to fucking do. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, it's <laughs> true. So clear. It's a good <laughs> telling you what to do. It's very clear. Wow. Word. Um, wow. I never thought we'd get this deep into Ninja Turtles. My introduction to this sort of casting was, as a child, I feel we would cast ourselves as Teenage Mutant Ninja, oh, and Ninja yeah. Turtles. Like, you know, or like a teen or whatever. But we would also do... Like, because of that, that's where people were like, oh, and the Beatles were like a parallel for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like, Paul McCartney was Leonardo and John Lennon was Raphael. Yeah, Ringo's Michelangelo. Ringo's obviously Michelangelo. And George's Brain Gremlin. I guess. Yeah. I don't know much about George, but I guess he's Brain Gremlin. He also seemed sort of like another. Raphael? I'm not sure. No, 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 no. You're wrong. Okay, well, there you go. I bet that fan art exists somewhere of all the Ninja Turtles as Beatles or Beatles. Yeah, Jenny Beatles. put that yeah, in the yeah. Instagram. <laughs> and then there also, I don't know, how, no, uh, the obviously the, um, uh, the the artists. Well, yes, the actual But we don't know about their artists. personalities. No, but, but it's interesting because I don't think, and I could be wrong, but I don't think that there was any, like, girl version for kids. Like, Barbie skipper like no. I don't know like uh, interesting it was point. golden girls 
I think for you it was Golden Girls. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't think you uh, don't think normal girls. I don't like think eight year olds in 1993, 94 we were, doing were thinking of Spice Girls. Yeah, Spice Girls. Right. Nice. But but then you have but like I'm still with like because there's something about four that really huh. yeah, brings Spice it girls in because like five. you know okay, right not until okay. Sex in the City. That's the right. iconic yeah. Uh, yeah. girl casting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, this wow. has been a roller coaster of an app, I have to say. A lot of ups, a lot of downs. I want to say thank you to our husbands, wow. whom we love more than any other men we've ever married or will marry. That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me, including my wife. Including <laughs> Jenny. Yeah. Um, now, do you guys want to tell people where they can keep up with you? Yeah, let's do it. All right. I won't belabor you with social channels all of which are boring but i would love to give a plug for my two creative endeavors one is the second disc which is uh, a website that covers catalog music news and opinions reissues box sets compilations and i also run a bi-monthly newsletter called hollywood and the spine which is about the art and craft of the movie novelization incredible which is when they take a movie and turn it into a book instead of the other way around you can find that at tinyletter.com slash Hollywood and A-N-D spine. So you if you plug our cat's Instagram? I would love to plug <laughs> our cat's Instagram. If you find the idea of a baby-faced gray striped tabby cat who loves to sleep and is just the cutest little thing, you should go to on Instagram. The handle is the ravioli cat all one word and you will see pictures of him sleeping and stretching and generally just being the cutest little animal you've ever seen <laughs> we love that cat okay, we great. do amazing but the way that people love their offspring we love our cat now graham tell us where to find you and i know that there's a monty <laughs> instagram as well if you want to plug that yeah monty underscore monty burns underscore terry what is it <laughs> wow <laughs> well, you don't know so I, run, I run it but i haven't updated it in two years burns so. terrier i don't know wow. yeah it's she's been, been busy growing we have plenty baby. of pictures we could backlog we could just auto post it's monty burns underscore terrier i love it okay my creative project right now is i'm working on a dinner series called the lineup which was talked about graciously thank you uh, on the podcast appreciate that I do the content uh, direction over there, working on all the videos and uh, photos and stuff. The lineup dinner on Instagram. And we just finished our first three dinners in the series, which went really, really well. And we're going to do another, I'm not sure how many, but we're going to do more in December. So follow us on Instagram to find out more about tickets and whatnot. Okay, Jen. Where can they find you? Where what can about, the people find you? What about Plate Town NYC? Or what's your <laughs> what's your? Hair? Oh, you guys like uh, vanity license plates? Have <laughs> I got an Instagram? It's called uh, Plate Town NYC, and I'm posting all the best vanity license plates in New York. <laughs> and that's my uh, Brooklyn accent there. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, I well, love a vanity plate. Amazing. Well, we love you. We love you. Thank you for letting us get this out of our systems. Yes. Thank you so much. You guys do such a good job. You're so natural and fun. And we love you both so much. And congrats on doing something, you know, people making stuff. And you guys are really doing it. I just had a flash of like us being like, I used to do like little 
things like this when I was a kid, like making little videos with friends and stuff and like thinking that we were adults and like being like, I'm so-and-so. I'm the sure. And I just like, it's like, we're just kids like selling what we're doing on these microphones Except and we people rent. listen to them. And... Yeah, exactly. Except yeah, it's we're... Sort of never, that sort of never ends. Yeah. I sort of like that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It was a fun little, feeling to experience. Hanging out, making just stuff. little kids sort of making stuff and <laughs> yeah. being silly and, you know thinking people want to hear what we have going on and they do and they do which is I'd crazy i like to think so yeah jo- joanne do. really does people listen all right well on that note <laughs> bye bye, bye. <laughs>